Beautiful sunny day in Boston. Welcome everyone. My name is Terrence Fox, Head of Innovation with iAdvise. Welcome to this week's conversation with short, insightful discussion with CX leaders to prepare for tomorrow's consumer based on what we know today. Today I'm joined by the Roy Atkinson, and I'm going to do my best to flatter him as much as possible. Uh, hopefully he's still blushing by the time he gets on, but CEO of Clifton Butterfield, a group dedicated to merging technology and the customer experience together for the better. One of the top influencers in the service and support industry with an international reputation, and his expertise has been featured by The Economist, Social Media Today, Computer World, BizTech Magazine, and loads of others. Uh, if you somehow don't know Roy Atkinson, I'm excited for you to meet him. Uh, he's a regular contributor to books on customer service, social media, IT change management. And in May 2020, Roy was included in Nextiva's list of the top 50 customer service experts of the decade. Uh, obviously, a pleasure to have him. Uh, and of course, to tackle today's topic, helping the customer own the customer experience. Roy, how are you? Ah, I can't hear you, Fritz. Is it uh, Roy's audio or my audio? It was Roy's audio. Oh, good. You were on mute. It's it's always Roy's audio. <laughs> this is it's just this is a nice test, Roy. I like to make Fritz sweat. So this was good. To start with an open mouth and no words coming out, that was a nice tease for Fritz. Yeah, more of that the better. How more are of that? Good. Doing well. And yourself, sir. Good. Uh we find we had snow on Friday in Boston, which is incredible. Uh and today we've got 70 degrees. So I can't complain. It feels like I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. You know? Well, that this is why I live in South Carolina and not Maine anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Roy, before we dive into today's topic, again, which was helping the customer own the customer experience, let me get in your head a little bit. Uh, how have you been staying busy the past 14 months? Uh, keeping mighty busy, spending a lot of time on, on Zoom and Teams and uh, staying in touch with people. But... Uh, Building a company direction, mm. trying to get our practice to, to be pointed in the right place, developing some some new directions for us. And we basically are counting on four pillars, which is customer service, customer experience, uh, employee experience, and the appropriate technology to make all those things happen. Right. Um, and Roy, have you had, a, as a consumer, a particularly memorable <laughs> digital experience uh, in the past month or in general? Excuse me. Yeah, of course. Um, yes, actually, a couple. Uh, there have been a, a couple of uh, particular experiences that I've had where things either went really smoothly and really well mm. or really went south. And uh, at least one of each. The going south one is the one we, we usually like to talk about because yes. we usually try to help people overcome these things. Right. And that's when you get through a maze of web pages and app app directions and different things and you get to a drop down menu and none of the things in the drop down menu have anything to do with the information that you really want and so you type in a message in the comments and you try to submit that and what you get back is a message that says oh we don't have that information we can't help you yeah that's it end of story right so that was that was a beauty that's that's not the kind of experience we want to have yeah it keeps you coming back right yes <laughs> Uh, and Roy, have you learned anything about yourself as a consumer in the past 14 months? A lot of the people we talked to have, have, you know, found that they've reduced their, uh, you know, naturally the, the amount of consumables they have coming into their house, reduced deliveries. Uh, but what have you learned about yourself? I think 
that uh, it's good to be a little pickier than, than I would be normally. Yeah. Uh, also, just that I, I am more willing to give feedback where feedback is due, both positive and negative, by the way. Mm. Um, generally not a one to spend a lot of time doing surveys, although I have done that in the past. Right. But I try to try to give as many comments as I possibly can to help people improve what they're doing. Mm. Um, all right. So let's dive right in. Uh, again, today's topic is how to help the customer own the customer experience. And, you know, Roy, maybe before we get started, help us understand what the difference is between CX design and CX from the brand versus organizational perspective actually is. You know, give us the bare bones. So basically what we try to do as organizations is make our customer experience positive, make it as good as possible, make it easy for people to do business with us, make it clear uh, what their, what the next step is and whatever their journey might be, and make sure that all of those things are uh, pleasurable and delightful to them. But ultimately, the customer experience is the customers. And that's what a lot of us tend to forget is that that customer is an individual. And I, I, a lot of times when I talk about this, I talk about kind of a Heisenberg uncertainty principle, uh, which is that we can say statistically, this percentage of our customers are going to really like this about what we do. Yeah. But when it comes down to an individual, we cannot predict what that person's reaction is going to be. We can't say whether they're going to like it or not. There are a lot of things that are uni almost universally applauded as great customer experiences that I personally would not like. Mm. Um, uh, the, the theme park example is one I use fairly often. Major theme park uh, might be a mouse involved. Uh, very famous for customer experience, right? Right. right. Um, I wouldn't like it. I, I know I wouldn't like it. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons for that. I don't have kids. And the other thing is that I, the last time I spent $250 to stand in line for three hours was never. That's part so of the right. That's part of the magic. See, that's, <laughs> that's it. So I don't get the magic and there are probably some other folks out there who don't get the magic, but an awful lot of people do. And that's what you have to be careful of. And, and I think there's a danger for us to assume that when we design a customer experience a certain way that all the customers are going to experience it the way we project. Mm. And that's not the case. We have to be careful. They own that experience. And the key to taking care of that disparity, if, as it were, is to get feedback in as close to real time as possible. That's the key. So, okay, that sounds like a good segue into my next question, which is naturally, how do you make the customer experiences the customer? Right? Give, give them a way to tell you exactly what they are feeling at any given time. Um, whether you do that uh, behind the scenes by doing things like, uh, you know, sentiment analysis and watching exactly, you know, look at a heat map and see where they're going on your website and how long they're spending on a particular area of your website. All of that technology is there for, to help you understand what the customer's actions mean. And, you know, predictive analytics plays a part. Uh, looking at the data when, when you're done, somebody goes through their customer journey, makes a purchase, doesn't make a purchase, gets the purchase and returns it, whatever that uh, journey looks like. Take the data and analyze it and then act on it. That's the key. And that's where a lot of organizations fall down. You got to act on the data, get mm -hmm. the metrics, get the information, get the data, 
and then do something about it. So Roy, my next question is, <laughs> uh, before the show, we were talking about surveys, or actually this was in the show, you're right. Uh, hmm. We were talking about surveys and uh, naturally the, the obvious question becomes, how do we make sure that the feedback is authentic? Right? How do we get this sort of unbiased review of different stages of the customer journey or uh, and naturally make sure that it's applicable to what we're trying to improve upon? Well, uh, one, of the, one, of the ways, one of the ways to do that is, is to make it as really simple, you know, make it a plus or minus, happy face, frowny face, okay. whatever. Um, but also remember that what you're looking for is sentiment. You're looking for emotion. You're looking for reaction. You can't take all the subjectivity out of it. You don't want to take all the subjectivity out of it because ultimately customer experience is a subjective thing. Right. And so, uh, but just make those choices as simple as possible. Um, I, I've given the example of a survey I once got, stayed one night in a hotel, never stayed in that chain before. Next day, got a survey, 141 questions. Mm. What do you do with that? I guess they were counting on you to be bored at the airline or something. Ooh, I don't know, but it was, uh, and of course I went through it because I had to, you know, as soon as I realized this was a very long survey, I was like, okay, where are they going with this? Yeah. You were just at this point curious, Roy, how many pages it actually was. And you were exactly. <laughs> after, after I did the first question and the progress bar moved like one atomic width. Yeah. I was like, well, this is going to be long. Yeah. If they want me to spend three days on this, I'm going to get it done in two. Um, great. Yeah. So uh, then naturally, Roy, what changes should uh, brands and retailers be making to their customer service <laughs> to achieve all of that? Uh, how do you kind of get started and got <clears throat> that vision? Well, one of the ways is to make sure that the there are people who are up front. And I and I recently been talking about changing the terminology from frontline, which sounds defensive and military and all that stuff, to something like discoverers. Hmm. Uh, let those people who are in contact with the customers feed that information that they get from that daily contact back into the organization. Pay attention to what they tell you. Uh, also give them guidelines and let them go. Wind them up and let them go. Because for the most part, most of the people I've met in the industry have been conscientious, want to do a good job, want to, at the end of the day, have helped people. And so they'll, they'll do that good job if you just draw a box and say, okay, here's your boundaries. Don't go outside those. But unless you're legally required, don't script them. Mm. Don't give just something to read to the customer. Customers don't like it. Right. They don't like it. Um, let them do their job. They're thinking human beings. Train them, wind them up, let them go. Right, and they can feel that. Right, uh, you can immediately sense that you've been scripted to, right? Um, all right, Roy, so quickly, let's talk about Clifton Butterfield. As I mentioned, it's all about merging technology and the customer experience for the better. Uh, mm -hmm. We saw a lot happen in the past 14 months with the digital transformation. Uh, Roy, you've got a crystal ball behind that chair, I'm certain. Uh -huh. What or, or uh, in front of it. Yeah, right. Um, what are you kind of anticipating or uh, advising people to be aware of uh, with this kind of mindset of, you know, technology on the table for 2021 and beyond? Well, one of the things is look at what you've got in-house. Don't go chasing the next shiny object. Don't, you know, if somebody says artificial intelligence, you shouldn't go get up and run in that direction because mm. it may or may not be appropriate for your organization. 
um, make sure that you're taking advantage of the technology you already have. Sure. Well, you know, organizations usually don't have a very good record at realizing and utilizing the capabilities of the stuff they already own. Right. And so make sure that you're doing that. Think very carefully about your next steps. Uh, think about what the technology will, in fact, do for you and for your customers. Keep them at the top of mind. Make sure that you're not cutting them out of the deal. Yeah, and Roy, I'm putting you on the spot. Have you had any particularly uh, insightful learnings? Because I think of myself as a consumer, right? I, uh, I haven't been to the office in 13 months. Uh, I'm usually in my sweatpants when I'm ordering something on the couch instead of being in the store. Uh, have you had any particularly impactful uh, success stories or things that you've worked on or uh, watched closely even in the past 14 months uh, with this technology and customer experience merging? One of the one of the things that I learned about uh, recent, fairly recently in the last couple of months uh, is uh, a c company that I'm, I talked to on several occasions. I won't name them because I shouldn't. And I'm putting but, you on the spot, so that's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So uh, what we've what they're doing is making it possible for organizations to bring their technology in and connect their CRM system directly to the customer's mobile device. Mm. So if they're on the phone, they can authenticate as, you know, I am this person simply by uh, using their thumbprint, for example, okay. or face technology. So there's none of this back and forth between the customer. They've reduced the average time to authenticate a customer from something like 30 seconds down to two, uh, simply because that person can just use their thumb or their face to authenticate. <clears throat> and also they can switch be seamlessly between the phone and the app or the website and the app when this technology is enabled so that they really have a lot of flexibility. They can use their camera mm. uh, to take a picture of whatever it is they're talking about. It's pretty cool stuff, and and I think that that's a that that kind of technology is going to keep advancing. Right. Uh, where you take existing technologies and you put them together, that's innovation, right? Taking two two things and putting them together in a way that you didn't expect could be done. Right, and obviously. <clears throat> well, uh, Roy, short and sweet. Good to have you on. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, any closing words to those uh, listeners about how to improve? 2021 CX? Two things. Remember that the customer owns their experience. Right. And the second thing is when you give people a survey, don't make it a performance review for your customer service rep. It's mm. not the customer's job to do the performance review. It's your job. Let the customer talk about what their experience was with you while they were on the phone or the chat or whatever it happened to be. Wonderful. That's a great parting word. Thank you, Roy. Appreciate the time. My uh, pleasure. Yeah, Roy Atkinson for helping the customer own the customer experience, CEO of Clifton Butterfield, all about merging technology into the customer experience for the better. Next week, we have Ian Golding. We'll see you all at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Thanks again, Roy, for joining us. And it was an absolute pleasure.